Hello and welcome to this episode of the Travel Podcast. I'm Lauren, your host for this episode, and I'm also joined by Jules from the team. Hi, Jules. Morning, Lauren. So I'm now going to introduce um, two special guests that are joining us for this episode. Um, Luke and Tyler, also known as the Two Bohemians. Um, And before we get into this episode, just want to welcome them and give us a little intro into yourselves and who you are. Awesome, yeah, well, I'm Luke. I'm Tyler. And yeah, as you said, we are the two Bohemians. We are a travel couple, travel couple, sorry, which focus on mindful travel and health and well-being. And we share this message through most of our social media platforms, such as Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Amazing. And we're going to find out a little bit more in this episode how you use the social platforms um, as part of your lifestyle. Awesome. So, want to kick into it? Like, how did you both come about to be travellers? What is? What was your inspiration to get going? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, so back in the day when I was uh, 18, I was going to go to London and go to dance school. And uh, Luke didn't want to go to uni, but he was just like a bit, he wanted to do something creative, but we just weren't sure on like what to do with our lives. And um, what happened was we went to a friend's house for a leaving party because she was going to Australia for a while. And after that party, we were on the train home and we were like, should we do it? Should we should we just go yeah. to Australia and see what happens? And um, there was a lot of things, me being like, oh, we can't because I've got so much to think about. I didn't have anything to think about. It was just a bit <laughs> of procrastination. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe we should. And then six months later, we had booked a flight, got everything sorted, saved up a little bit of money, and we were on our way to Australia on a one-way, yeah. a one-way ticket. And that, the rest is history then. And then it was hooked from that, that day, that first trip of Australia in 2015. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, 2015, yeah. 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 And since then, uh, we've been doing trips on and off, but it's only the last two years where we started to do the two Bohemians full-time. Well, that's amazing. I think all great plans always happen at the end of a party. Um, so that's a good way to get the plans going, definitely. Yeah, it was uh, one of those things where we just like, when we spoke to her at first, it was kind of like something you'd never even thought of because mm. we hadn't even travelled very far yet anyway, like in general. So for us, it was one of those things that's like, seems very impossible to go all the way over to the other side of the world just on a whim, but like with yeah. nothing planned. But I don't know, we just kind of felt like we needed to go. So yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, let's just do it. (laughs) I mean, we're at that age as well where we didn't even, we didn't have any other commitments, you know, we'd just come out of college. So we've got nothing to lose. So it was, it was the best decision we ever made. Brilliant. Now looking on your website, I'm obsessed with this van, your camper van. (laughs) It's amazing. And it's really inspirational. I think uh, quite a few people in lockdown, I've been watching Mm -hmm. some videos of where they've been converting just normal vans. Um, but yours looks incredible. Was it easy? You did it yourself, right? You you adapted it yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it was me and my dad that did most of the work to it. So when we bought the van, it was as if no one had touched it since 1980. Like the interior was all old. The patterns was worn out. So we was like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to do. So when we got it, actually... The guy who we got it from had already half painted it. So there was like this weird two-tone color. There was rust on the like windowsills and everything. So we spent like a year every weekend just, you know, ticking away at it, making sure everything was right and in good working order. And through the process, we actually had a fire in the heater. 
Um, this was like week number two, like straight away, fire. And we were just running around the workshop and my dad was like, get the heater, get the heater. I mean, get the extinguisher, sorry. And I was just like, where's the extinguisher? And he's got this huge workshop. So I'm running around and he, he's in the van with the fire. And he's like, it's here, it's here. It was something out of a, a movie, to be honest. Um, but everything after that was quite straightforward. People think when you get a van, you know, there's a lot of work to go into it. But if you... You know, you do your research, you watch the videos, you follow all these other van life pages and stuff. You, it's it's so easy. It's so uh, yeah. so accessible now as well. Like like you said, during lockdown, people are buying vans left, right, and centre. And it's so nice to see people still wanting to have the adventure, even though they can't go abroad. So yeah, I, I want to just say as well, when Luke said he got a van, and I was like, okay, let me see what it looks like. And I was expecting a modern day van. He showed me this old school granny camper van. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Where are we going to go in this? It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> the, the van is actually from 1984. That's how old it is. So we always, we always no. refer to an old man. <laughs> I was going to ask, because like I named my cars. Does the van have a have a name? Yeah, it's called Buxton. 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 Oh. The end of the uh, the registration is B-U-X. So it was like, uh, Bucks, Buxton, it just fit. We're not very creative in that sense, as you can tell. <laughs> Uh, he seems to is it a he or a she it's a he 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 served you well so far in your travels that's cool so far yes yes we just put him in for an MOT this week and he did fail we've got some work being done to him this week so uh, by the weekend we'll be trotting around and doing some more adventures which is good oh poor Buxton hope he comes back full health What's your vibes out for Buxton? He'll pull through. Yeah. We know, we've got good faith. <laughs> yeah, he's drove a very long way. So if he can't do an MOT, then we've got some, we've got some small oh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> I think the battery's got quite a few miles on him. He's from the 80s, as you say. Well, funnily enough, he's only got 87,000 miles. Yeah, so we've only put 7,000 on it yeah, since we got it. Like yeah, when we got it, it was like 81 or 82,000 miles. And I was like, that's insane for a car that old. Usually, similar make and model, which someone else has, they have twice as much. So yeah. we was really lucky. And like, the van was in a great condition, no worries with the engine kind of thing. So it was it was a good, good investment. Yeah. What was it like adapting to van life? Oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon so, the girl, boys are fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke, absolutely, it was totally fine in this. He had no issues whatsoever. But for me, it was definitely a change of scenery because I'm used to having like my routine, my gym, my like own little space at home. And then to move into this tiny little space that is like the size of a dining table to live in, I was just like, okay, this is going to be some adjustments needed. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. The only thing I'd say is that like, like we do need a bigger van, um, like for the future reference, if like when we think yeah. about doing it again long term, just because Buxton's more of a holiday van, yeah. uh, not a long term van. But we seem to manage okay because we're pretty minimal um, and we like to do the same thing. So it wasn't too bad. It was just like if we ever had like a little argument or if Luke wanted <laughs> to do something and I didn't, I was like, there was nowhere really yeah. you could run to. There's yeah. not like a second room in the van. Couldn't <laughs> slam any doors, couldn't hide away in the bedroom. Like, you could either go to the cold shower block or you sit outside in the rain so it was like <laughs> it's it, like we love adventure though so it kind of fit in fine apart from all yeah. like the 
the daily habits and routine like van life is such an outdoors lifestyle yeah and that's one thing we did love about it everywhere we was going you know the doors were open we were sat outside eating we if it was warm we'd be exercising outside if it was raining we'd just be cuddled up drinking some coffee like it's just an awesome lifestyle i love that and i bet it was quite nice as well to kind of go back to basics and you literally essentially only have exactly what you need and nothing more don't you yeah Yeah, you you kind of become more mindful in a sense in the in the smaller like chores and habits you do like washing the dishes or clean like cleaning the van and making the bed and just like sat there reading a book like yeah and it was nice yeah no i say if we um like obviously if we didn't spend as much time in the van we wouldn't be as you know appreciative of those moments kind of thing so we kind of like transverse what we take in van life and travel and we're trying to like mix it together so. yeah and it stops us from buying things we didn't need as well so i i like well. to buy like certain things like incense holders and stuff like that and there's only so much space you could have um and i was allowed a tiny corner of the van to put stuff in yeah. we, had a, we had a little like uh was it a huga corner you know h-y-g-g-e um and we yeah. had like a cactus uh incense burner and we had like macrame plant hanger and we had like candles lit when we was parked up. Yeah. Just... And that was it though. Yeah. There was nothing else we could decorate apart from that. So <laughs> maybe a van is the answer to all my shopping habits then, because I'd need a few vans behind with everything that I go buy constantly. So maybe that prepared it for me. Yeah. We've seen a couple of vans on Instagram though from females especially that have built extra wardrobes. Space. Yeah. So as you see, the guys are a bit more minimalistic basically they've got all the adventure gear yeah i showed a van to tyler and literally like one half of the back was just like wardrobe shoes dresses skirts, like. everything so maybe don't get that van just get a van like ours <laughs> oh i love that so i've had a little look obviously through your socials and everything before you come on and you have been to some incredible places and destinations and um, how do you plan the places you're going to go to do you kind of plan it in advance or are you a bit more kind of fluid and free-flowing with where you go um so over the years of traveling we've decided that we follow the seasons so at first when we started the traveling game we um we kept going to the, the places at the wrong time so we'd go to places in like mm. winter when it was supposed to be the yeah. best at summer and like we'd go to monsoon seasons of places and it was just yeah. one of those experiences is where we like we kept missing the most pivotal experiences because of it and that was when we was traveling on a whim we were just like oh we'll just go here we'll just go there yeah so we've kind of like pulled that back a little bit and started to plan a little bit more last year was probably our like 2019 sorry it was our best year for travel um we we went like parts of europe we even went to some winter destinations we had like an autumn in the cotswolds kind of thing it was like all this mix of different adventures together and we wanted to do the same 2020 but of course uh, (laughs) and um, that's what we're going to be doing from now on like planning a little bit but still keeping some free reign yeah and we also when we plan out countries as well we usually go for like one specific country we want to go to and then we kind of plan our routes around that country Mm -hmm. so for example like uh this year we were supposed to go Sri Lanka but then towards Hong Kong and Bali so stay around the Southeast Asia region and then obviously move from there towards the US and this is what we do when we plan we make sure we've got one big country to go to and then like we plan around that country to all the ones that are close to it as well so that's I think what we're going to be doing for future reference as well and slower travel actually 
totally. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. We've noticed with ourselves, like the travel experience is amazing, but you do get tired if you're just bouncing around. And the backpackers who go through Southeast Asia, they'll understand as well. Like every week you're in a new country. Every other day you're in a new city. You're in Bangkok, you're in Chiang Mai, you're on Phuket or Koh Samui. Like yeah. you can move around so fast. Um, so from now on, we wanted to slow that down. Hence like, well, we wanted to do van life, take that a little bit slower yeah, and, and just spend longer in these beautiful places yeah. if possible. I think there's a stigma around influencers that you have to be in a new country all the time to show a beauty of all these different mm. places. But the truth is, I think the creative side of influencing and Instagrams actually come from doing with doing what you have with yeah. what you have, like being somewhere for a month or two and working with that and creating beautiful um, content from it. So that's the idea. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I love what you said as well about slower travel. And I think that's going to be a huge trend for next year people lingering longer and actually enjoying the places that they're in and not just going there for a quick drop by and then moving on and actually getting to know the destination they're in so I think that's going to be a huge thing that we're going to see next year as well it'll be it'll be so awesome to see people like being more appreciative when they travel and not being so rushed yeah and have you know the firmer the fear of missing out of uh, not being in Santorini but Mykonos being like two hours away kind of thing and spending two days here two days there, and then two days on another greek island like no you need to take your time and i think we've had some of the best experiences we've actually had traveling is when we were slow traveling mm. um for sure like when we lived in bali for a whole month like we had some of the most amazing experiences oh, and yeah. we met so many cool people from it and i think we don't have those same experiences when we're jumping from place to place yeah. to place so quickly so yeah i definitely think that's the way to go to be honest I remember my backpacking days down Southeast Asia and it was definitely like, okay, next country, like you said. And and you, they're so different as well. You Like you said, you don't give yourself sort of that break to immerse yourself back in. And also, I've always found my best sort of travel experiences are when you're in a coffee shop and the weather yeah. maybe is not so good and you're just people watching. I remember yeah. left occasion with... Um, in um, Vietnam where an elephant just walked down the street whilst wow. I was having my coffee so that was yeah I definitely agree with you guys slower is better yeah for, <laughs> sure, for sure oh my god the elephant walking down the street would have been amazing like just sipping you know you can't be like wow <laughs> like, everyone else carries on like that's just a normal day-to-day activity yeah. elephant just cruising down the street normal <laughs> absolutely crazy so where's next? You've talked about you're going to be, um, you're going to get back in the van. Is that right? And you're going to, you're going to, is that your next plan or? So with, with winter, uh, we don't really spend much time in the van. We might do short trips, like if we're in the UK, but we usually either have a destination trip. Like last year we was in Finland. Um, but because of being what's been happening recently, we possibly might be going to somewhere warmer um, just because we have to get some work done for clients and yeah. um, we're kind of limited for what we can do in Europe at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, and the van isn't insulated very well. So if we stayed in it in winter, we'd have like <laughs> pneumonia by the end of like a week. <laughs> the, oh my God, one of the, we came back from Sri Lanka in March, I think. Yeah. And the first, we went, it was like, Right, we'll go straight into the van. March, you know, you don't think it's that cold. We was fully clothed, three blankets, 
plus a duvet and a sleeping bag sleeping bag hot water bottle and then we we have curtains but we also have these like heat protectors for the windows and in the morning when we took them off there was ice inside the van it was that cold we were like okay this isn't this isn't comfortable we can't do this in winter so I said to Luke I was like if this is van life I don't want to do it I don't (laughs) want to wake up with frozen toes every morning Um, but no I think tropical because the last place we were in was Portugal a few weeks ago and because the water is still pretty cold over there we were wearing wetsuits the majority of the time we were in the water and it'd be nice to just have a bikini on and be somewhere that I don't have to put a wetsuit on Mm. to be honest um so yeah that's fair (laughs) enough (laughs) yes Lozo we all need it definitely (laughs) (laughs) will we fit in the van (laughs) Um, no not really (laughs) oh thank you i'll get a special van for lauren as well with the with the inbuilt wardrobes like you were saying (laughs) so what i mean this is probably the hardest question but what has been your favorite destination so far and and why for me this is a really easy question um finland 100 hands down it was our first winter destination we did um, and we went to Rovaniemi, which is Santa Claus's home in Lapland, basically. And we went at the beginning of uh, end of November, beginning of December, and everything was just magical. There was snow everywhere. People were all festive. The Christmas spirit was high. And we were skiing. We were, um, you know, seeing the reindeers. We went uh, Arctic ice floating under the night sky. Like, that was incredible. And we had all these amazing experiences fit into this one week. And since then, I've always been like Finland, Finland, Finland. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Um, and I'd say mine was, I think mine was Sri Lanka for sure. Um, it was just the mix of surfing every day with friends, having like fresh coffee in the morning, doing yoga every day, watching the sunsets with a coconut and just being somewhere super beautiful and cultural at the same time. The food was amazing. And I think for me, it was like exactly what freedom felt like. I honestly felt never happier than I ever have been than I was in Sri Lanka and um yeah every time I was like can we go back to Finland can we go back to Sri Lanka like which one can we go back to first um in Sri Lanka we were there for like almost two months as well so going back to what we said about slow traveling and you know seeing elephants in Vietnam it was kind of like the similar situation the best moments in Sri Lanka were like Tyler said group of friends on the beach drinking a coconut with a bonfire like and a sunset and that would that would happen daily as well so it's it's something we became so appreciative of yeah and that's like why it's one of well tyler's favorite one of my favorites so. <laughs> what's the what's the ice floating did i get that right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so basically they cut like this big open space where we can float in the water and so the water's like minus whatever and essentially they have these big red suits that they have on um, shipping container ships. You know, when someone goes overboard, they have to go in and rescue them. So yeah. they put on these big red suits, which essentially don't let any water in whatsoever. And we were fully clothed underneath. We had socks, gloves, jackets on and everything. 
And all we do is we just go into the water, we lie on our backs, arms out wide, and we just stare at the sky. Like it was incredible. And because you're fully clubbed, you don't really feel cold that much. Like if you're like 10 minutes into it, you might start feeling a bit of chill on your toes and fingers. But Luke was the last I, one to get out. He loved it so much. He was the last. They were, everyone was like, is he going to get out? Like, is he just going to stay there? The sun was setting by this point. Luke was just like like a starfish in the middle of this like Arctic Ocean. He was loving yeah. every second. Of it. It's, it's weird how you said the sun was setting because this was like two in the afternoon like so the, the sun's already going down and there's a beautiful pink hue in the sky and you've got like all the trees which are like glistening with snow and it's just surreal uh, and there was one thing as well because there was buoyancy in the suit you could only lie on your back or if you push yourself up you could stand straight but if you decided to push yourself too far you'd go flat on your face and all the ice would go on your face so a few people couldn't get the buoyancy and they kept like going from lying on their mm. back to flat on their face to lying on their back it sounded really peaceful and serene until you said about that point going backwards and forwards <laughs> oh it was so funny yeah it was Finland is beautiful if like you get the chance to visit Rovaniemi and the surrounding areas then 100 percent yeah definitely I think we all need some of that festive flair at the moment as well so that's definitely one for the list Yes, yeah. Um, you it's mentioned just, you were in Portugal a few weeks ago. How are you finding it navigating travel now and going away in kind of the COVID year? Um, so when we travel, we make sure that we have everything that we need for the health uh, checks and things like that. And if there's like any precautions, we always make sure we do a little bit of research before. We never did this previously, but this year you have to do your research before going to any kind of country. And Portugal was very, um, it was very nice. Like mm -hmm. it felt a bit normal in a sense, because when we were there, we got there and it was super easy and they didn't really ask for anything when we got into our van so we were like oh okay and they only had uh, a part locked down from like 1 p.m on a saturday till i think like 10 a.m the next day or something like that a saturday and a sunday and then apart from that shops were open cafes were open surf was open yoga was open everyone's going about the daily life yeah, yeah. it just felt very normal which was very strange mm. coming from like uh france and england especially yeah. um but no, it was really, really nice, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, we're just grateful that we was able to get there with like less restrictions on travel kind of thing. Because some countries that we've been to uh, during 2020 are heavily dependent on tourism. So they're quite um, forgiving on the entry requirements. Yes, we like some places we need a test and, you know, they have their, some restrictions with dining and you can't just have a drink, you have to have food kind of thing. But overall, it's not affected how we've travelled or yeah. the experiences. We're not we didn't get to Portugal and think, oh, this is kind of weird because of the weekend lockdown. It was kind of nice to just be in the van for the weekend, to be honest. Yeah. And like we said before, read a book, have some coffee. And if it, someone's out, do some yoga. Like It's not been the easiest of travels this year. We're not going to lie in mm. terms of the, the whole situation and COVID. But um, it's, again, made us more mindful about where we go. I mean, yeah. we would have never been to Europe if it wasn't for, obviously, what has happened this year. And uh, we would have never seen some of the places and met some of the 
people we have, it hadn't. So it, it really made us more mindful and conscious about where we're going rather than let's just go here because there's amazing content to shoot yeah, here. Yeah. It's more like let's go here and experience it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, when we got to Croatia, actually, uh, we were June. Something like that, yeah. yeah. beginning of June, um, and we were like the only people walking in the Brobnik yeah. Old Town. And if you see photos, it's such a popular tourist destination. You can't get through the main gate. And we was in, in there and there was like one or two locals, a couple of shops open, but it was it was kind of eerie like to be in such a popular place but have yeah. so little people. Um, so we obviously grateful we were able to see that, but on the downside, like... The locals need the tourism, which was really sad to see as well. 100%. And um, you mentioned obviously if this, like the pandemic hadn't happened, you might not have visited like the closer to home destinations like Europe. And I think that's been evident with a lot of people actually during this year is in a kind of roundabout way, we've actually discovered the things closer to us more, taking the staycations and doing the shorter trips and actually yeah. realizing there are things all around us um, that we can go travel and experience too. So I think that's been really great. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we always we always joke with other people saying we know more about their country than themselves, <laughs> but we know nothing about our own country. So it's the same when, you know, we have friends come over from America, they're like, oh, we're going to London, we're going to uh, Birmingham, Cotswolds, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we never been there kind of thing yeah but it's nice to see a place so close to home and just see still so much beauty in it as well for sure yeah we are really lucky in the country we're in as well and I guess this is leading on to more sustainable travel and uh, making sure that these places are all are going to be able to be visited for future generations I know that's a big focus for you guys how do you how do you um, keep your focus on sustainability and what is it that drives you to to ensure that your travel is sustainable? Um, we kind of take it as we are self-opposed like, advocates for sustainable travel because we travel so much. We ha- Like you said, we have to take care and we have to leave a good example. So when we started doing the two bohemians, that was one thing we wanted to converse with people on, on their stories and in our photos, in our yeah. messages. And Tyler comes from a dance and yoga and well-being background. So we kind of intertwine that as well with the health messages that we've got. And then over the past year, because of COVID-19, like mental health has just been raised. Like the awareness, sorry, has been raised so much. So now, like, it's just from all these experiences that we've had over the years, which has opened our eyes. And then it's us saying, okay, we've seen loads of plastic in Southeast Asia. We don't want to um like tribute to that um you know we've experienced lockdown in the uk we've been limited what we can do it's affecting our mental well-being we want to like talk to people and see how they're doing kind of thing so it's all the experiences like i said come together and into yeah Yeah. and we make sure that when we travel we do our part so every time we go to a beach we do a beach cleanup or even if we're not even staying at that beach we'll pick up as much litter as we can before we leave uh we'll make sure that we contribute towards the economy in other places Mm -hmm. Uh, by buying sustainable presents or gifts for ourselves or whatever and we make sure we do our part in terms of like just normal lifestyle stuff like Luke said like shop carrying our own shopping bags and coffee cups and bottles and Mm -hmm. just making sure that we're not leaving a huge footprint wherever we go and we've learned this year as well like even though it's probably a little bit more pricier to travel more uh well eco-friendly like it is so worth it in the long run to be able to take off that carbon footprint um and well, make well i wouldn't say it's price i mean 
there's it, so many different options towards like yeah, yeah for sure yeah, it might be priced in terms of you know buying a, a sustainable bottle or a keep cup or like a food, a food box to take with you um but we've just gathered those over the years kind of thing if someone woke up tomorrow and being like right i'm going to be sustainable they'll spend all this money and all these fancy gadgets and gizmos to be zero waste <laughs> necessarily that's not the case like you just gotta do your bit yeah yeah like that just like you said the small things can make a, a real difference and you are a real good influence for you know for sustainable travel and uh, eco-friendly travel and how do you think it's how would you explain to someone how it would um how it benefits your mental health being in in the during your travels how have you found it that it's helped you mentally? Do you want to take it? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> um, so mentally, I'd say like it's just taken a little bit of a burden off of us knowing that we're helping the planet as we go. And I think with that comes the mental simulation of that you're helping yourself as well because the bigger impact you can create on a, a bigger scale, the more you're actually helping yourself become more conscious and mindful about the way that you're actually living as well. Like a lot a lot of people this year have made the decision to cut out toxic relationships that they've never done before or like uh, leave jobs that weren't fulfilling them <laughs> um, go to places they've never seen before because work never let them or whatever like it's been a huge mass awakening towards like actually looking after ourselves and being more mindful of that we should care a lot more about ourselves than we actually are currently doing and then that reflects the change in the world that we live in yeah and we always say this one thing as well like if you strip back everything you strip back your house your car your job um the only thing you truly earn for yourself is your body your health and your well-being your your mental well-being as well so that's why we're always trying to take care of ourselves and you know trying to spread this message i love that i've literally got goosebumps right here <laughs> about that I think that's such a positive message to be putting out and you've got to look after yourself first before you can then start looking after kind of everything else so I love that messaging that you're you're putting across to everyone I think that's a great thing to especially with your platform to be using thank you Okay, so we've obviously mentioned a little bit um, about what you guys do. And obviously, um, you are as travel influencers. And so you've built up a little bit of a following on social. Um, and this can come with, I suppose, sometimes negative views or kind of myths about this. How do you kind of overcome this? And how do you do you dispel kind of the thoughts of what people think it is that you do? Uh, it's, it's, it's tough, really, because we the best way to dispel them is to actually speak with the person directly like we are talking with you you know you're getting to know us you're getting to know our ethos like that is the best way to do that and when we're meeting people when we travel like when we're saying to them what we do they're kind of surprised and shocked they're like oh you do this like but you, you're so cool like you're doing all this stuff and i'm like yeah you there is a there is people behind the photos you see and if you stay up to date with our stories day to day you know we, we are ourselves we're fun bubbly like yeah sharing day-to-day -day stuff and then the message we share on the static person stuff, um, yeah, we're sharing bits of ourselves. So. Yeah, and I think it's so strange when people call us influencers. Like, it sometimes <laughs> just doesn't resonate. And we're kind of like, well, we run a, a social media platform. Yeah, we're content creators. Yes, but I don't know if I'd go as far as influencers. It's kind of because it's such a new term as well. Yeah. People, because it's new, no one really understands the value of it either. Like, when we're working with brands, they just think we're just getting free stuff for a collaboration. But in fact, there's time that goes into it. You know, we have to pay for our camera gear. 
we have to pay for you know the rents that we have and the things that we enjoy and you know we're working with a client we're not just sharing a photo on our instagram maybe we're giving them a media package of like 20 photos and then featured in the blog post and then video and then you've got a all lot. Them. yeah <laughs> a lot. it's it's not as simple as just pointing and shooting unfortunately which, yeah which most people do think and i think uh there is a stigma around the word influencer that people just expect uh, if you're called an influencer you're like a very snobby like you just get everything for free like yeah, luke yeah, said yeah. you take advantage of brands and companies and i think that is like there may be a minority of people like that but i think majority of influencers out there are just trying to create something mm-hmm. more beautiful to look at on social media and to create uh, a lot of people's dreams and aspirations because half the destinations of products that we use now we wouldn't know of if it wasn't for influencers yeah. so technically we're, we're a massive massive marketers in a yeah, way yeah. <laughs> one big advertiser <laughs> Yeah, I think you both though are a perfect example of positive influencers. Like you said, when people think of the term influencer, a lot of time you think, oh, it's just someone trying to sell me something on Instagram and places like that. But actually, you're putting across your ethos and your like your messaging about sustainability and wellness into your lifestyle, and that is a positive influence on people. And I think you two are a great example of that. Well, thank you very much. That's really nice. And thank we, you. we we try to implement that in in the work and the collaborations that we do as well. We do it just say yes to everything you know we're quite uh, critical about who we work with and you know we want to know what their values are and if they align with ours kind of thing because at the end of the day we don't just want to promote like teeth whitening we don't just want to promote like um luke has a thing know. about teeth whitening <laughs> he's like a no because when you, when you said influence then i was thinking okay girl with teeth whitening um <laughs> like you you get you build up these habitats in your head purely from what you see on social media so yeah. um we're trying our best to do it differently aren't we to, yeah. do, to do us i think it's that I think it's nice as well that we can watch, like, because obviously during this time we haven't all been able to go on our summer holidays that we might usually do sort of the average traveller, but uh, we've been able to watch videos from others that have it, are experiencing it and kind of feel like we're included a little bit, like you're taking us along with you. It's quite nice to to be able to picture the places that you're going to. And like you said, because you're doing this more slow travel and actually like meet the people you meet and and really get into it it's it's a real I I think it's quite an original concept I think like you said um, other people are very much like right I'm in Indonesia now I'm in Thailand now I'm in Vietnam and four minutes is maybe all you see of of that whole country and it's uh but definitely your concept of taking it easy really experiencing the locals and it's it's really positive so yeah well done you guys (laughs) Thank you. We at the end of the day, we just want to inspire as well. We just want to inspire people to to basically pack the bag and go somewhere cool at the end of the day, because that's how you know the feelings that you were saying. Then that's how we felt when we started tra- to travel. When when we were looking on uh, before Instagram, when we were googling locations instead of looking for the geotagging Instagram or something like, we want to convey that feeling that we used to that we still feel to other people. So yeah. 
amazing how have you found like using social media and the platforms that it gives you in terms of creating opportunities for you have you found it it's all been quite positive um in terms of using the platforms or or not maybe um i'd say a mix more positive than negative Mm. obviously um but there is some things that do pop up every now and again and i think especially with the current climate uh with everything going on there are spouts and negativity that does flow through instagram but it's just to be again mindful about when you're on social media to not dwell in it to kind of just like if it doesn't make you feel good just either get off social media completely for a little bit or just like scroll past and keep looking for the positive stuff and it's the same with brands like because we've become more selective now and valued with our ethos and things like that um we only really attract brands that kind of resonate with that so we don't really get i mean we all probably get the odd one that doesn't really make sense to us and we're just kind of like okay uh no thanks but thanks <laughs> um but yeah like it is hard sometimes to feel like you're missing out and get yeah. extreme fomo looking at certain people traveling and doing all this stuff but it's just about being more mindful about your life and what you have right now yeah. and being grateful for it yeah percent. and with the content that you create a lot of people think that you might just have to go somewhere take a photo and then be done like that's it done for the day kind of thing what obviously it entails more what would a kind of typical day look like for you both um we actually shared a vlog about this recently when we were in Habas. i'll just break it down quickly um usually if we are in a place that's new and we have no content the first thing we do is is scout the location so on the first thing early morning usually at sunrise or before the locals are walking around is we do a shoot we do a shoot because we want to see the place you know in its originality we don't want people crossing our paths and be feel slightly awkward and have family stare at us so early morning shoots um when that's done we usually like to do some form of exercise so either yoga uh, if there's a gym close by, we have a gym, we've got a 5k run kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we head on to do a meditation pretty much straight afterwards, maybe some journaling. Uh, we like to have our cup of coffee. This is like our mindful morning mm. where we have our cup of coffee and we sit and we talk to each other and just yeah. have a conversation about either the shoot, life, projects, yeah. just like that time together. Yeah. And then if it's a Monday, we have uh, team calls as well because yeah. we work with a couple of other people and we have a lot, little team with us. Um, so we do that and then we have a meeting with each other and that's to talk about what we want to get done for the week, um, how last week was, what's going well, what's going bad. Yeah. And then uh, somewhere in there is breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lunchtime. Uh, I say from lunchtime until dinner time, it's either shooting and content creating for brands or following up on yeah. editing and things like that. Um, or other work. That's yeah, like pretty much. Got a blog post to finish off or... We have, like Tyler said, media to put forwards to a brand kind of thing. We'll put all that together. Um, and just loads of little odd jobs that need to be done because we don't necessarily have one day where, okay, we do this, we do this. It, it changes daily, so we have to adapt. Um, and then sunset is usually another sunset shoot, um, depending for a new location. And then after sunset, it's pretty much all like just before, it's like our time yeah. to do what we want. So we either go like, 
do all the fun things like yoga at mm. sunset, going for a swim, going for a surf, um, depending on where we are in the world, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, we just have dinner and take that time afterwards to just do yeah. normal things like Netflix or like um, call friends, family, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is, this is like, if it's a busy day for us kind of thing, if we have like lots on and we need to get stuff done, then we, we're doing less of the sightseeing stuff and just more work for ourselves. But we can balance some days, like Tyler said, we can wake up, uh, maybe do a shoot, maybe not do a shoot, or just go surfing straight away in the morning if, you know, we're near the ocean. Or just in, if we don't have much on, we have one job that yeah. we can finish off kind of thing. The or way, we can chill with friends. Or, yeah. <laughs> the way yeah. we prioritise our, like, work life is that we make sure how we're feeling first is, in like, if we're in good shape first. And if we know we've got a lot of work to do, the first thing is, like, we get this work done because, obviously, like, we're a brand, we're a company, we yeah. work for ourselves. But then, ultimately, we need to do things that make us feel good so we might do like a an eight hour day of work one day and then the next day we might be at the beach all day so it's just about having that healthy balance yeah I just want to ask right you must fall out because you're working together you're in the van together you're traveling around now there must be arguments so how do you how do you deal with them um i must admit in the van i i'm the one who's a bit more picky because i like things to be clean and tidy and like things to be in a certain in a place so when tyler's like move something it just irritates me you know because we're in a tiny space and i'm like this needs to be here like what are you doing um it's we're you know we're like any other couple especially because we work together as well like you said it can be quite tense and sometimes um one thing that we have done is that we've delegated roles um this is something we implemented because when we first started it we were just arguing constantly constantly because i was doing his job he was doing my job i was looking over his shoulder he was doing that and i was like you need i need my space like get out of my way (laughs) so we we don't do we don't look each look over each other's shoulder we come together on the meetings we're like we need to do this and this cool um and we respect each other's space so when we've not had enough space apart um for example every second of the day together maybe weeks on end um that's when we both kind of need right i need a bit of a time out just to kind of do my own thing like we'll give each other space for a day or two or whatever um and then we come back but we don't argue a lot it's more just the creative side that we argue over because we're both conflict of ideas yeah That's it, you know. But it's we just we just have to apologize. We have to just take a deep breath and brush it off because at the end of it, it's not that deep. No, um, it's not. So. <laughs> and you're always wrong anyway, Luke. So yeah, exactly. Apparently, so. apparently I'm not sure about this, but apparently. <laughs> so they're your top tips for sort of working together. What about any traveling top tips, um, in terms of maybe what to pack or what not to pack or uh, research or anything any any good tips you've got for for your travelers out there so luke's the planner in our relationship when it comes to travel so i'm gonna let him take the lead on this um so in terms of like things to take with you if you're going to southeast asia one of the first things i bought was like a dry bag little roll up um waterproof bag that you can you know slip into your backpack and you can take this to the beach you can take this when you're going out on boat trips and stuff so i was like right we need one of those definitely second thing is a camera um and if you if you don't have a camera then you know your phone is still good enough but we really love to take photos um you don't have to get anything super out there you can get um small digital cameras which fit in your pocket or tyler's got a fuji film camera that prints off polaroids so we have like memories of all these places as well 
Um, and if you like uh, fitness and you, you like your health and stuff, um, we have like a little resistant band kit. It's like this big, tucked into the bottom of our case. And that's if you want to like have some a harder workout, basically. Um, a water filter bottle. Yes. That's always helpful wherever yeah. you go. Make sure you do your research on which one, though, because there's a lot of cheap ones out there that don't mm. actually work. I think we got one from water to go. Yeah. It's, it's from go outdoors anyway. And literally, it's just a filter and you can drink and the water go through the filter. Um, and we was using this all around Sri Lanka and we was fine. We had no upset stomachs. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, reusable cutlery is always like a huge one. And in terms of like tips towards travel, like do a bit of research before you go in terms of like public transport and locations. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that turns up and expects everything to be walking distance. And then I get there and it's like six buses and a train or something stupid like that. So make sure you have a look at where you're going and then see the obviously the easiest public route and uh public mm. transport like yeah in uh, malaysia they had this taxi company uh was it it's, it's all yeah yeah southeast asian general called grab so good and ta the taxis are like a pound two pound mm. to go like an hour or something like that so yeah do um, your research before you go and you can also plan but leave some room for flexibility if you have the time to yeah. anyway um yeah i think just enjoy yourselves though. like travel is sunscreen's a huge one obviously <laughs> but <laughs> yeah eco-friendly reef safe sunscreen always yeah um but no i think that's pretty much it if you've got a bag packed and you're ready to go then don't feel like you need to take everything with you just know that you'll find stuff yeah. along the way that you need um but most importantly just take things that help you stay healthy throughout your journey Ooh, we have uh, we have a little blender actually a little portable blender usb charge it's like this big so, and we love smoothies uh we recently got it and we got it in the van and it was a life changing thing because <laughs> we have limited space so it's like it's like the size of a bottle with a tiny little thing on the bottom so that was one of our best travel items that we have at the moment yeah um from beyond blend Sometimes I do. I might look into that actually. I could do with a little portable blender. Um, and the dry bag, I know Jules and I will second how important that is. We had an experience in the Colombian jungle um, and we know how important dry bags can be. Um, Jules, have you got any top tips that you'd like to add at all? I think uh, they've covered some really great ones. Um, I was just saying, yeah, just to reimburse the... Um, don't take too much because I think uh, it depends where you're going, I guess. But I know when we went to Southeast Asia, you can get some very, you know, sustainable clothes for um, very little money. I remember in Vietnam, they made me a suit that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it just depends where you're going. But um, yeah, don't pack too much. You need more luggage space for the way home. Yeah, yeah. And you need space for those souvenirs you're going to take on as well. like Especially <laughs> Vietnam. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Well, speaking for myself, I have loved that episode. Um, it's been really great having you both on and Jules as well. So thank you all for joining us today. Thank you so um, much for You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Um, for those listening, for more information and links to what we've talked about in today's episode, make sure you head over to thetravelpodcast.com um, and we'll put your guys' links on there as well for some of the things that we've talked about so everyone can go and check that out. Um, and it will all be featured on this episode's page. And as always, if you've loved today's episode, don't forget to give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. So thank you, Luke and Tyler. Thank Thanks you. Thanks again. We'll hopefully be back soon. Definitely. And thank you, Jules, as always. Thank you.